From the blood to Scotland View to Baton Rouge and all over the world, this is the Jack Talk Podcast, powered by Southern University Student Media. Welcome back to another episode of Jag Talk Podcast. It's your host, DB. I see you. I hope you see me. I'm here with Tiana. We got Evan over here. How y'all feeling? Good, are you? I'm feeling sensational, sensational. Y'all know how it goes. Y'all know how it goes. So we have a nice little action pack lineup of events and topics to talk about today. First and foremost, make sure you follow Southern University Office of Student Media on Twitter and Instagram, Southern UOSM and Southern U underscore OSM, respectively. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about news, yeah? So there's been a lot of conversation going on about the new campus president, um, the new decision-making process they have going on with that. I shouldn't say new. I'm assuming it's always been the process. But the uh, um, Board of Governors are the ones who are making a primary decision about who the next president is going to be. Now, that's raised a lot of controversy because, of course, most of the people on the board weren't necessarily from Southern. I know that Gail Benson is one of the members of the board. So it's not, you know, Southern people who are primarily involved in that decision-making process. What are y'all takes on that? Like, how do y'all feel about the lack of Southern, you know, voices on that well, decision-making process? Well, I mean, how can you truly have any kind of real idea of what we truly need if you like never really been here? I mean, you kind of live on the outside looking in. And I mean, effort is always appreciated, but I think it would be better if they actually spent some more time like around here, around the campus possibly in the union to really have a real a real read of the situation agree yeah yeah i think students should um have a decision on choosing the new president like how we vote for the president of the united states i agree i think that like the issue is especially with like hbcus but you know like just talking about if you a lot of people on the board or a lot of people who like contribute financially i would assume to like certain things here on campus um and I get it. You need funds to get things done. You need like people with voices in different parts of the state, you know, to get things pushed across that next level in the red tape. I get it. But when it comes to actual decisions being made on campus, I don't think that the actual person who is in charge of like the campus system, like the campus, like the system president, I think that should be something that should be specifically in the hands of the student body and the people who actually work here on campus, the people who actually have voices and do work here on campus. It's a very weird situation to me personally. And again, I get it, you know, the finances and all of that, but it doesn't seem like the best practical decision-making process when you consider what, you know, the responsibilities of that position are and the kind of person you need to be there. Like it has to be somebody who knows HBCUs, who knows the culture, who knows like just things that you would pick up over time being here at Southern, like being a member of the Jaguar Nation, you know? Right. Um, but I do think it's just a crazy situation all around. I don't think that it's going to be something to where I honestly don't think it's going to be something that's going to change this year. And I don't know when the next time we're going to have a like new um, president, probably not for a long time. But that is something that is just really struck really weird to me. I don't know. It didn't seem like something. I just assumed like the Board of Governors and everybody who was in it, you know, was SU people. But apparently that's not the case. That's really weird. I was just about to say, I, uh, I think someone running for um, the president should be someone who has worked for Southern for a long time. At least, you know. Um, but that's a really weird situation. But outside of that, outside of SU specifically, have y'all heard about the new um, nurse mandates or whatever? So basically they're saying that 
the nurses around the country, they're leaving hospital jobs due to unsafe work conditions due to COVID-19. So if y'all recall, we spoke about it before um, a while back, but nurses in New York, I want to say around 1400, they lost their jobs because they weren't, um, they didn't want to get the vaccine basically. And we had like a really big discourse about, well, should, pardon me, should not having the vaccine count against you in the medical field? I said yes, only because like you have to think about it. If you're in the medical field, you like are, you are the first line. Right. Like, you know, I get freedom of choice and all that, but if you're going to be the ones taking care of sick people or people with like weak immune systems and pre and pre-existing like conditions, it doesn't seem like the best idea to me to have unvaccinated people in that workspace. What are y'all thoughts? I mean, logically speaking, if you're an unvaccinated healthcare worker and you're right there in the middle of you know, everything, I don't understand how you wouldn't want that extra sense of security for yourself and your own personal health. Because you could possibly be bringing it home because of the, you know, your working conditions. So just to see them all walking away from it and everything, I think it's more so due to burnout at this rate more so than you know vaccination status but we can see how this you know affects like the next wave of nurses that comes in i would i would think it's um mandatory for all nurses to be vaccinated i didn't even know it was optional for them Mm -hmm. since they're like you said frontline workers they should automatically want to do that like it's literally their job like it seems like a hard like a very big um what's the word a very big contradiction to me that the people who are responsible for upholding like you know the principles of health and science and the facts and all of that which are you know what health professionals are doctors nurses all people in that you know professional sphere i don't get how you can get all the way through like college undergrad like all of the stuff you have to take and still have the mindset of well nah, i don't think we can trust what the medical professionals have to say you are the medical professionals i don't get it at all that's really scary that for a nurse to not want to get vaccinated it makes you question like what's wrong with it why you don't want to do it like just the logic of it all right right um and like evan has spoke about like the burnout i think the burnout is a really big factor of that you have like in the last over the last year you have had so many hospitals so many hospital beds built to capacity to the point to where a lot of these workers haven't had chances normal days like pre-pandemic they will work graveyard hours anyway so if you had that now where they have to be out there every day for like most of the hours in the day, I can exactly. only imagine, bro. Like that's a lot of stress and a lot of work for people who already, again, pre-pandemic were probably already overworked. Um, and of course, they get paid and stuff. Yes, they make really good money. But when you talk about working conditions and stuff, that can be overstated how important of a role that can be when you talk about like just overall happiness and like, you know, for the job. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. I will say, like, I, I do wish, like, everyone who did, you know, leave, because it takes a lot to leave your job, right? Like, that's how you pay your bills. I can only imagine they have some kind of good reasoning behind it, but that just, like, goes to show we really are in a world where it really doesn't matter what the reality is. It's about your perception, and that's really backwards from what, like, the real world is like. But when you look at what people are saying, how they're moving, that's really the world that they're living in. All right. I think that's good for news. Let's go straight to the next one, yeah? Hey, issue. My name is Tiffany Williams. Here to remind you to tune into Jack Talk Podcast, which is every Thursday at 1 p.m. All right, let's go into the wonderful world of sports. Let's bring over our sports editor, Evan. What we got? All right, I want to start off with football because, you know, this past weekend wasn't, you know, one of our highlights of the season. <laughs> not, definitely not. <laughs> you know, we played TSU, lost a close one at the end. 
you know, we had some calls that didn't go our way, but overall, we just didn't we didn't play a, a complete game. So, what are you guys' thoughts on? Uh, are you worried about Southern after this loss? I'll say this: um, if you leave a state with a loss and you fire a coach afterwards, even if it's not the head coach, I feel like that's cause to be worried and concerned just a little bit. Hey, yeah. I didn't know a coach they, was fired. We fired the special team coordinator. You got a name, ever? Um, hey, uh, hold up, hold up. They fired a special team coordinator. He's the one who, like, you know, oversaw kickoff returns, punting, special teams, all that. Um, it's a it's a weird situation just because you have to think about it. From this point of view, y'all remember on the homecoming a while back, we played Alcorn, I want to say. Yeah. You said the Alcorn home, homecoming? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I know we played <laughs> Alcorn that year, but we beat them horribly. And after the game, they fired their coach as well. It was their head coach. There was different like special teams. But it was weird because if you have to think about it, you made like a whole other team tap out pretty much. Like this is not working. Exactly. So when you talk about our situation, I cannot for the life of me, like it was that bad. Like y'all have to admit that like admit that to yourself. Like we need some like some change or something. I get it. But that, like, if you can second guess that about your team, what else are you gonna second guess? I guess that's my thing. That's you know? a fact because this also leads into where do we place now amongst the rest of the swag? Like, are we a middle of the pack team? Are we, a, you know, bottom of the pack team? Like, where do we, where do we place ourselves now? Before y'all told me that coach got fired, I was gonna say I think the football team is doing pretty fine. You know, there was a close, but I don't know too much about sports. So I feel you, it was I feel you. like you know they didn't get blown out or anything. They didn't get blown out, but you have to, like, in sweat, the like... I feel like they've been been doing pretty well this season. They've won games they were supposed to win, and they've lost some that they were supposed to win, too. That's what I'll say. They haven't been horrible. Like, they've had games where they play well, but it's been too many lapses on defense, especially on special teams, for sure. Proof is when you've seen it, like, like fired the special teams coach. That's that's getting crazy to me. Like we're homecoming next week. We're four, like four games in. You're gonna have to. And again, Coach Rollins, that's the head um, interim coach right now. He was a special teams coach in the past. Like, he was before he took up this role. Coach Rollins was a special teams coach. But in that position, you don't have someone else doing that unless you feel like they're serving the purpose. Like it's not just something where he just rolled over one day and said, "Hey, well, I think I'll take back over this now." I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. Nah, like he must have really had some kind of confidence shaking. And if your confidence is shaking to your coaching staff four weeks in, that just, it bodes badly to me. I'm not saying it's going to be a hard playing result. We may end up on top of the swag at the end of the year. Right. But that like those are the kind of moves that just make me, you know, question stuff, you know? Yeah, but on one last time, shout out to Wilbert Gilmore, who's a special teams coach. He resigned, but, you know, we hope that he lands on his feet. Definitely. Whatever his next move is. It's all one, it's all one love in the swag. Exactly. My next talk is speaking of love, you know, this that was this smooth. past issue, <laughs> you know, we um, I, we went into an article about uh, equal equal appreciation for all SU sports, mm-hmm. and um, judging off the last month or so, uh, you know, sporting events that we've had, it feels like we more so gravitate towards the football and volleyball, but we don't show enough love for like soccer. Facts. That's real. You know. And I feel like as a student body, we could really do a better job of supporting them, especially like with the dates and times that they play at. Because if you're playing on a Sunday afternoon and usually we're not, most people, if you live on campus, you're not doing a whole lot on Sunday afternoon. Right. Mm-hmm. So we should be able to get out there and, you know, show some support. 
because we really like as a student body we really mean a great deal to athletics because I feel like our support can really change outcomes for these teams because a lot like imagine scoring a goal and then like you see 10 people clapping then the other team scores and like everybody's going crazy and mind you you're playing on your own field Oh. It's demoralizing. So like, it'd be more visitors than it does. Yes, like it'd be packed. It'd be coming out. They travel, oh. and the crazy part with that whole thing, and no, like you know, no slight to athletics or anything, but you have to think about it. These are student athletes here. Like y'all have peers, y'all have friends. I don't get why, like we have so like all sports here are played by student athletes, all of them. You mean to tell me that like nobody wants to come out and support their friends out here? Yeah, I was just about to say. Like, that's yeah. weird to me. Yo. Like, oh, yeah. like no one wants to come out and show love. That's that's really like throw it off. And I get it. Like with soccer, especially, it's not like a lot of seating arrangements. But they don't stop the other people. They be out there with they um like with their umbrellas. They launch. They be in. having whole tents and setups and everything. They be out there. Yeah, having friends, you should be able to have those supporters to come out. Definitely, and that's weird because it goes. And I don't think this is strictly like a southern thing. Like when it comes to sports, like softball um baseball sometimes depends on the game with baseball um what bowling soccer sports like that the exactly. like non-prime time sports you have a lot of people who just say well i don't really know that sport i really don't like it i'm not really gonna have a lot of fun but these are your people like it's, it's our hbcu i think you if it ever be that way like where basketball and football is top tier and no one's gonna really care too much about the other sport well, I mean, I think the thing is, a lot of people don't want to support unless they're winning. I don't think even then, though. But I'm saying even because the soccer was good, like not, not, even, not even just soccer. I'll speak about baseball. Our right. baseball program is one of the best HBCUs, really like period. Like, I don't understand how we can't pack out a park for at least a few games a season. Maybe if we had like the role models on campus, like, say, the SGA president, Miss Southern, you know, promoting the sporting events and telling people to come out. Maybe that'll make students want to come, you know? Maybe. I think at the Possibly. end of the day, it goes down to, like, the marketing. I, like, I feel like you shouldn't have to market, like, sports on your own campus. Not necessarily. But I think, you like, if we really want to see a change in this, it'll take a concerted effort from, like, just the powers that be to say, okay, we want to make this a priority. We want to make sure that we're putting this and this and this. This is this has to be heard about. This has to be broadcasted. This has to be something that, you know, people are aware of. And again, it's easier said than done. We don't have like, you know, um, like knowing we don't have news coverage, quote unquote, you know, on WAFB, go and watch the soccer game. But to me, it just seems like, I don't know. I actually be better um, at students. wrote a story freshman year about like, you know, not sports getting all sports wasn't getting the same love. And I, me, myself feel bad because I haven't, you know, supported <laughs> every sport like I should be doing. Yeah, I feel like it's real though, because I can only speak for myself. I'm not. I'll go out and I'll like see what's going on, and like a lot, of, I'll give anything a chance once. But I will say, if you go out there just like with that same mindset as I have, and you see like just me, you, and maybe one more person, it is a thing like a demoralizing thing. I'm sure, like you know, yeah, for sure. And um, keeping the topic on athletics, they announced their homecoming event called Yard Coming. With Jaguar Athletics, do you think that this will be a hit event for them or is it a swing and a miss? So real briefly, I don't think this is going to be a thing long term. Again, no like spice or anything, but it just seems like it has most of the same events as Homecoming and it's just rebranded as Yard Coming. I'm sure it'll have like some things, like some moments. Yeah, it's not something we really need. 
Yeah, I just think that this is a placeholder event. Just at the Roman Banks, though. I miss. Facts, facts. Let's go on to the next one, yeah. Hey Jags, Kiana here. Be sure to listen to Jag Talk Podcast and follow us on our social media at SouthernU underscore OSM on Instagram and SouthernU OSM on Twitter. For those who cannot spell, it is S-O-U-T-H-E-R-N-U underscore O-S-M. Go Jags! So, y'all know what time of the year it is. Homecoming! We out here. (laughs) So, this week... Uh, what was it? October 11th or October 12th? Either one. This past weekend. This past weekend. The events and the performers were announced for this year's homecoming. We have the concert lineup as well as the comedy show. Let's talk about the concert real quick. So we got the Migos coming. Yep. I don't know about y'all. I really like the Migos. I think that's going to be hard. They're really cool. Some dope artists. I, I, I'm in agreement with you. Um, and again, there still have more artists to be announced. But the students didn't like it. They didn't like it. They didn't like it. <laughs> that and, is me and, and we will get to the backlash that they got because they gave SGA some like some tribulation. They were going hard in them comments they on did. Instagram. But we have Amigos. We have Kali. We got Rob Forty Nine, and that's three right now. I'm assuming we'll have three more. That's around the norm most time. Um, but hopefully that should be announced by the end of next week. That's my expectation. But we'll see. Some people were saying they hope Cardi B pop out since you know that's Offset off White. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. Cry to be what turns up and up. Yeah. yeah. That's a big artist. Like, now, I will say, though, I don't get the difference, right? Because I get it from, like, the student perspective. We boo two chains. We boo. Yo, y'all boo Summer two Walker. We're, I don't get it. I'm and people use that as a badge of honor. Southern, wow. Like, you have to bring your A game even to get booed. I heard like, about um, people booing her. Her. Y'all, yeah. yeah, y'all some heathens down here. I ain't gonna lie. Her. Gee, uh, Summer Walker. I'm like, all right. I still we did not boo two chains, but like ten people showed up. It was very disappointing. Like you actually had to be it there. Like two chains, so artists. That's what I'm saying. Heck? Like it's disrespect, and this is what I'm selling from like the Migos thing. The Migos, yeah, they had like, like this super wow. These are multi platinum selling artists here. Like y'all not having to act like twenty what fifteen or twenty eighteen. They weren't. Nah. They always think we supposed to get the biggest artists. Like we do not got the budget for that. They I mean, we had little baby. That's a big artist. They wanted Coachella, son. Like, he did it nah. for $3.99, too. Bruh. Pro- like, they probably gave him, like, a decent discount. And you have dudes on there, like, Slander and Amigos. Like, Quavo, Offset, and all Same thing. <laughs> like, respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, these guys, all of them on their own right, they are really good musicians. They yeah. all bring different things to the table. Entertaining. And... If you want to be honest, as far as performers go, it's not that many like rappers in our like generation of entertainers who are who have as much stage presence as they have. So I have like some real, I have, it bothers me. Like I thought people would be like kind of more like excited about the lineup. Like that's a really cool group, you know. Nino's is cool, but the other two people, I have no idea. Never heard of them. Like Cali is solid. Cali is solid. Yes. It's just Rob Forty Nine is one that kind of caught me off. Guard. You think from down here? I heard he's an alumni. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then yeah, you know. Make your love like to all the alumni. Yeah. Like that's cool. Open to listening to them. People were saying that hey, we could have like Drake and he may bring out Nicki and Wayne. Nobody can afford a great man. Wow. He like the uh, man version of Beyonce right now. I'm dead, but that's fact. <laughs> that's, that's accurate, like equivalent. Like he has said that. Um, I don't know if y'all heard the album, like that last Drake album. That um, 
some, some, I'm Michael Jackson. I'm the man in the mirror because I'm going platinum or something like that. Yeah, something crazy. Like, yeah. They were saying there's more to come. Like, you know, it might be a bigger artist than Migos coming. Might. So Never know. So let's talk about that. Who are y'all predictions for who else the upcoming lineup is going to be? Who is left? Everybody wants Dirk. I would love Dirk. Right? Nah, Dirk would be. Like, Dirk would have Yo, imagine when, imagine when Back in Blood comes on, son. I feel like he would come through too. Man, like, what? If they tried to yeah. reach out to him. For sure. Or Boosie, somebody could get in contact with him if we was able to get baby. Yeah. Y'all, y'all want Boosie down here? No, no. We you know we we get Boosie all through the year. Like, he I comes love for, like the Boosie bash and stuff. I don't want to see Boosie <laughs> yeah. again. That's what people in the comments are saying, like more to come. Hmm, let me guess, Boosie. I'll be, I mean, and no disrespect to Boosie, he's a Baton Rouge legend, but yeah. we have like the Boosie bash every year. I'm straight. Yeah, we But besides Dirk. I'm gonna tell you right now. If they bring in somebody old school, and I talked about it in the uh, group chat with y'all, I would like some like old school R and B, like some Erica oh, Badu yeah. or something. That would be hard. That might boom. I, I was down with know. the '90s theme that Tiffany said. If they boo Erica Badu, I'm dropping out. I'm like, I'm never. <laughs> I was about to say, nah, yeah. not gonna do that. Man. She would cuss them out. Y'all Bro. track record a little little spotty with the boos and everything. I'll be honest. If you boo Erica, we never getting anybody. Like y'all gonna boo her? I'm real uh, old school because. Like, I'm going to sound real lame, but I never really care about the homecoming lineup. I think probably because I missed the concert my first year. But I'm not really big on rap, so I'm really down with the 90s thing, like you said. Well, normally, from and again, my memory is kind of fairy on fuzzy on the last, um, like, lineup we had. But to my understanding, you have, like, some rap, like, some uh, rap artists, you have some singers, and you have some gospel people, right? Like, normally, you have a gospel show as well separately. I could be wrong. But... Generally speaking, I think that as a student body, we have to be more. Y'all not gonna act like the Migos not hard. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. Kirk Franklin would have turned it up. Speaking Don't of gospel, I agree. But I think that we have a really good shape, like a really good shape of artists coming in, like a lot of cool people, a lot of good sounds, a lot of good music. And as far as concerts go and performances, I don't think you're gonna have five many people better than the Migos, right? All right. Um, y'all have any last thoughts with that? I think students need to stop complaining. Like, you know. I mean, well, you have to think about it like this. We pay our student fees, and I get it. You have a right to complain if you're paying the school money. And, like, a lot of people pay out of pocket, too. I, I get it. I was going to say, you don't know what the artists have going on. What if they were fully booked, you know? I got you. We're still, like, post-COVID and all that. Let people, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Next year. We don't know who they reached out to, and maybe, maybe they told them no. Exactly. All right. Good talk. I think that this concert is going to be hard. I think we have a lot of stuff to look forward to. This time next week, we're going to be turned. I'm Mm -hmm. with it. Let's go. All right, cool. Hey, class of 2025, it's Aaliyah. Are you looking to enhance your social, professional, and creative skills? Here at Student Media, we focus on news writing, sports photography, videography, graphic design, podcasting, and more. Check us out on Twitter at SouthernUOSM. So, is this Daria Carter? Yes, this is Daria. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So welcome to the Jack Talk podcast here at the Office of Student Media. Um, would you like to introduce yourself to the people right quick? Yes. Hello, Jack. I am Daria J. Carter, a sophomore marketing major from the capital city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So it is nice to meet you. So we have like one real main question. As you may or may not have heard, we have new construction going on for a new student union here in the next couple of years. Have you heard about that? I have. I'm very excited for it. So 
in the spirit of that, tell me what are some things that you were hoping to see out of this new incarnation of the Student Union? Um, in the new union, I would really hope to see um, more levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe just really one and a half stories is enough for our campus. Um, I would hope to see more restaurants um, and dining options. So not just, you know, chicken and Louisiana cuisine, but maybe even some Asian cuisine, um, as well as a as more common spaces so even if we had like a theater setting Mm -hmm. to have school like assemblies things like that and then with myself being a part of SGA I would love for us to have a bigger and better SGA office um, where students do feel invited to come pitch us ideas about what they want to see in the future at Southern University. I feel you. I feel you. So with that being said, once we do have that up and running in the future, um, what would you like to see done with the old student union? Um, With the old student union, I want, of course, with our student union, I love being in like the actual dining area and having the fight song painted on top. Um, I would love to still see that. Um, but with the old student union, it's still a part of our history. So with any type of like even the memorial of the Smith Brown Memorial, I would love for that to stay. I feel you. I feel you. So like from a you know normal student standpoint, right? Most students would say, "Well, that's great. A new union is going to be really fun, but it's probably not going to be done by the time I graduate." To that, what would you say? Say that one more time. You cut out. Oh, sorry. So a lot of students, you know, like uh, students mostly in like the junior and sophomore class, they would say when they hear about a new student union, well, it's probably not going to be up and running by the time I graduate. So when you hear that, like, you know, kind of statement or that kind of reasoning, what would you say to that? Um, well, as long as it's a part, as long as it's something that's moving and like in the process of being built, even though I won't be here for it to be completed, mm-hmm. at least graduated from Southern and knowing I'll be an alumni and then this will always be a place that I come home to, that makes it, you know, a good positive perspective about it. Because I know that some of the ideas that I pitched to the meeting will be a part of the union for my kids to be able to come to. I feel you, and I and I, and I feel like that's kind of an under, an under uh, like appreciated aspect of the whole thing. Just because I get it, you know, we aren't going to actually be able as students to like experience it. But you have to think about it long term in the aspect of okay, we're all going to have kids one day when like it's twenty forty, and they're going to be here about to graduate. They'll like look back on it and be like, hey, we have all this cool stuff, and now look at the old union too. Like that's really what like right. all of the old heads used to go at like at a frequent. So I think just having the both of those available, having like the new resources, but also a peek at the past, I think that's gonna be really I don't know, really interesting to see in the future. Right. All right. Well, on the topic of the union, you had like any more like any else anything else to add about that? Or were you cool? Um, not really. It's just something that I'm excited to be a part of knowing that this generation is the one who got it started so that's pretty much it definitely i couldn't agree more i thank you for your time i appreciate it a lot thank you all for having me yes ma'am until next time okay all right well 
What's up, Jags? This is Alicia, and you're listening to Jag Talk Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at SouthernU underscore OSM and Twitter at SouthernU OSM for all your latest campus news, sports, and entertainment. Go Jags! So, ladies and gents, it is the Halloween season, my favorite time of the year, personally. Maybe second to Christmas. I like Christmas a lot. But I love Halloween season. I like being scared. I like having my heart racing, the <laughs> adrenaline. Like, you know, like the kind of fear when, like, you know, you like to be scared is the best kind of fear. Because, uh-huh. you know, you know it's not genuine, but it still excites you in that same way. It's really fun to me. So, in the spirit of that, for our updated version of Sleeper, let's go into our Sleeper Halloween movie of the week. So, whatever. What's up? Okay, my Sleeper is more so of a classic, but it don't matter. Let's go. Scary, scary movie, too is a must watch this Halloween season. If you're not, you know, you don't have a whole lot to do on the weekend, please check that movie out. I'm guaranteeing you you won't you going to be like laughing like for hours. Probably going to run a few parts back. I know I do. So scary yeah, movie scary movie who was a classic. I ain't going to lie. Absolutely. And the uh, basketball scene that was comedy, bro. <laughs> that was comedy. I got to pay attention to the scary movie. It's like um it, I compare it like the scary movie franchise to like uh the pretzels and stuff, you know, like the uh Hershey's pretzels, like the perfect mixture of like sweet and salty, the perfect mixture of scary and comedy type stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm a really big fan of that whole franchise. Tiana, what say you? Uh, my sleeper would be the movie Ma with Octavia Spencer. It was pretty, you know, cool. It was creepy, funny. It was a good mixture of a lot of different feelings. But most importantly, it, it did get scary at the end. In the beginning, you know, you, you laugh your butt off, but it was really good. Now, with that movie specifically, I love the suspense. Like, the horror movies that have, like, the suspenseful ending with no supernatural killer, just like a, like a person. You never know what's going on. You don't, like, because you can't put yourself in their point of view, almost. Because, you know, as an audience, you're kind of left, you know, right. what's going on here type stuff, you know? I like people being creepy in movies. Exactly. Which, and this is just an honorable mention, but Michael Myers does a really great job of that. Like, just, like, stalking around and stuff, that's hard. But he is not my pick for today. My pick is none other then scream the original scream 1990 something that's a good one that's That's a a classic too so look let me tell you though that movie is great because not only is it scary but it it was the first film of its time to do a realistic parody of scary movies like it had oh i'm sorry wait scream is a parody i was not a parody yeah i was just gonna say scary movie is actually like a parody parody of scream Scream? and other movies so allow me to explain so with Scream, what you have is an entire cast of characters who are very well aware of the horror movie genre and of all of the tropes that go along with it. The, the cast of the scary movie, they were like, I mean, um, of Scream, they were like in all the top teenage movies mm-hmm. in the 90s. Right. And like, um, you had one character named Randy. His real name escaped me. He was the same guy who was in Romeo and Juliet with the pink hair, though. He was their like horror movie, you know, film geek or whatever. And he would give all of the context. Don't do this. Don't say I'll be right back. He was giving all of the stuff that we as an audience would say. That made the, that first scary movie, that first, first scary movie. Y'all had me saying enough. The first great movie, it made it that much more innovative because it wasn't afraid to almost touch the fourth wall a little bit because you they presented a character and like a way of storytelling that made you like think well if they know what the tropes are it's probably not going to be what i expect and it wasn't right. and it, and the ending was great it's a classic my favorite scary movie all right we're good yo make sure y'all stay scared this halloween there's gonna be some hard stuff going on 
Real quick, we have some brief little stuff for y'all. So, congratulations to Danielle Stamper and Sean C. McCoy for being chosen to represent Southern University as members of the New Orleans Saints with Tier Team. I think Dancing Dolls produce great dancers, like, you know, into the world. Always, always. Top tier talent comes from the bluff. You already know how it goes. And also, a brief shout out to Christopher Turner, the general manager and the head esports coach at Southern University and Southern University Laboratory School. He's been nominated as the esports ambassador of the year. I visited um, Southern Lab last semester and did a story on esports and it's a re- really nice program like the setup was nice in the room i remember a shout out to them yeah they shout do. out to them man they, they came a long way so yeah definitely shout out to that whole program a great work and a shout out to the kittens as well the kittens be doing their stuff um and also a brief little shout out to southern university zello hbcu hackathon winners i heard they won twelve thousand dollars they won 12 bands 12 stacks yo we're doing great things out here i even know we had hackers on the bluff but we do we out here we're taking over all aspects of, of society son we're gonna be the next q and this watch. has been a really great semester i agree um but we have a lot of like more great stuff going on for y'all some more heat for y'all head tops y'all know how it goes y'all know what it shows but that's all we have for y'all today. I'm your host, DB. That was Evan and Tiana. E.T. Evan. We out. <laughs> <laughs>